Here we are with another new year, another new set of goals and ideas. We hope everyone's had a happy and safe new year. Welcome to the first episode of The Wash for 2023. I'm Justin McDonald, COO, Blue Line Pressure Washing, LLC, here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Eddie Christman, CEO of Blue Line Pressure Washing. Coming up, this episode is a discussion regarding job site safety, Blue Line product spotlight, and we have some questions to answer from the mailbox. Stay put, hang on, and welcome to a new episode of The Wash. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome to 2023. Eddie, how fast did 2022 go by? I feel like we just got the wash season started and here we are already game planning on how we're going to start up here in February, March. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like it should be 2023. I feel like we literally just, like uh, Stephen and I just put the skid in the back of our truck and started washing again and now it's now what's sitting at the shop and uh, like you said game planning for next year or for this coming season trying to get stuff together and and ready to go yeah we've got the rig sitting in the garage there and here before long we'll be qc in that and putting some new parts on it and truck looks naked without it yeah truck truck's a little uh a little bare but she rides a little bit better she's got some relief my gas mileage is better i can tell you that much (laughs) well at least well you see gas prices went back up they were down. Yeah, what? Now they, what? Now why are they back up to like three? It don't make no sense. Uh, the only thing is, is I can figure that they lowered the gas prices fictitiously over the holidays so people wouldn't notice. And all of a sudden, we got back into January. Now it's back up to three forty-five a gallon. Yeah, I noticed that the other day when because I went by the shop and it was like two ninety-nine there at that rudders by the shop. And then I went out last night to get fuel one, and I was like, "Wait a minute, three forty-five? Where'd that come from?" Yep, I was getting it for uh, right there at the in Berryville, Virginia. I was getting it for yeah, I got it for two forty-nine one day right there around oh. Christmas. And it's back up to three twenty-nine there. You can't even buy an egg for two forty-nine now. Now what's going on with eggs? I don't know, but it's not helping my argument against the wife and kid about, about why we chickens. can't have chickens. Yeah, well, well, I was reading an article. So apparently, COVID's now going through the bird kingdom. The the avian bird flu is wiped out oh like forty four million chickens. Goodness, are uh, you kidding me? No. So uh, apparently, the avian bird flu is going through the chicken factories and the chicken farms across the Midwest, and it's killed like forty four million chickens or some stupid crap like that. So now that's why chicken or uh, eggs are seven forty nine a dozen. I keep going. Jen, Jen sent me a picture this morning, thirteen something for a carton of eggs. Hey, we're got to start black marketing. Luckily, I know a guy. Um, yeah. I got some breaking news for you. Uh, I don't know if I want to hear it. Well, so the Wiener Man statue. Oh no. That was stolen from the Dairy Winkle. Oh in, no. In Camp in Campbell's Creek, Charleston, Kanawha County, West Virginia, has been returned. <laughs> So, <laughs> so the owner, why? why? So the owner of the Dairy Winkle there in Campbell's Creek, right outside of Charleston, had uh, there was a break-in right after they had a fire. So uh, poor Mister Ellison, who owns the Dairy Winkle, had a fire in the beginning of January, and shortly after the fire, somebody decided to break in. They didn't. They didn't vandalize the place, but they stole the Wiener Man statue. So the West Virginia State tip line led the deputies to a location uh, where the statue was found undamaged. Uh, investigators have not identified a victim yet or a suspect yet, but the investigation is still pending. How long 
when that incident was initially reported, how long until the deputy believed it was legit and not somebody playing a prank? That's because that'd, be, that'd been my first. I thing. would have to ask some questions. <laughs> but apparently, this is a the Wiener Man statue is a staple in the Dairy Winkle there in Campbell's Creek, so everybody oh, knew that it was goodness. missing. And it's it's a uh, it's been a big uproar that the the hot dog joint has been burnt down and shut down. Wow. So I can't remember where it was now, but we we recently read a, an article as well about a gentleman getting a traffic citation for using the uh, HOV lane. Was it Arizona? Oh yeah, well, he was using the Grinch, wasn't he? Yeah, he had an inflatable Grinch in the passenger seat of his car, <laughs> and he used that to try to get. By with using the HOV lane during restricted uh, hours. I mean, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> That's a good try. I drive. Good try. I drive the interstate every day, so I mean, I, I, I get the effort. I applaud the effort. Uh, at least the trooper let him off with a warning. So, but yeah. So there's your there's your state news for the day. Uh, Wiener Man the, statue. The Wiener Man statue has been returned to its rightful owners. And, I, you know what I remember when I was uh, 16, or I'm sorry, when I was 18, I was working at Sears and receiving, and we were, uh, me and another guy, uh, we used to pick on this older guy that worked with us, great guy, uh, Martin, he's just a little strange, we used to call him an alien all the time, <laughs> and we walked outside to load a refrigerator or something into a customer's car there in a pickup zone, and the Sears was attached to the old Marchburg Mall. Yep. Well, over there by the mall entrance, between the mall entrance and the Walmart, was the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. At live and in person, I saw the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile with the little that. space glass windshield that went all the way across it. So I got that thing loaded up in a customer's car, and I went running back into the into the warehouse to go get Martin. He's a good sport. I said, Martin, you got to come outside. I found your spaceship. It's here. Your spaceship is here to get you. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's laughing, going, what are you talking about? I said, just come on, you got to come outside. So we get Martin, go outside, he looks over and sees the, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, which, by the way, you know, all the time growing up, I thought that was just a Hot Wheels car. I didn't know they actually made one. Yeah. But, but we go out and he looks over and sees it, calls me a few things that I can't say on the air here, <laughs> and goes back inside. You should have taken a selfie with it. Oh, I was waiting for somebody to steal that thing because we are in the middle oh, of March. Could you imagine? Could you imagine getting that call? At least it wouldn't be hard to spot. Wordsburg Dispatch would call and be like, we, we would have a bolo for the Wienermobile. <laughs> and it is Martinsburg, so we wind up in a in a vehicle pursuit with the Wienermobile. You see the headline now. I MPD see- chases Wienermobile down Interstate 81. Oh, my word. Oh, I, Talk I about a pursuit you don't want to be involved in. I couldn't um, become always famous as the cop that chased a wiener down a, down a highway. I had to unlock a donut truck once when I worked at Shepherdstown PD. That was <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> We're talking, you know, all the donut jokes that we hear on a daily basis. And I get a call funny. for a vehicle unlock right in front of one of the freaking campus dorms at Shepherd University. Like, and I show up and it's a Krispy Kreme delivery truck. Like, oh, like, you're kidding me right wait, now. Wait a minute, Jack. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, I locked my keys. And I said, do you know how bad this is? You're going to have a cop breaking into a donut <laughs> truck. Like if I make the front page of the paper. <laughs> I'm going to be mad. <laughs> that would have been That would have been funny, actually. I was very good at actively avoiding the media, but that would have been if I was ever going to get caught in the in the in the media. That would have been when it would have happened. Uh, what, we, what we used to tell everybody: don't wind up in the newspaper. Yeah. Don't wind up in the chief's office, and don't wind up on YouTube. That's right. 
Stay off the stay off of YouTube, stay out of the paper, and for whatever you do, stay out of the chief's office. <laughs> and if you go in the chief's office, you don't bring the sergeant in there with you. No, that's not good at all. Then you know you're in trouble. That's funny. Well, we're going to get into some discussion today, but since it's the first uh, episode of 2023, um, we don't we try to to prop up you know local businesses and local products, and we try to give a little bit of love to everybody everybody in the industry around here but we're going to take this one this episode and cheap plug blue line spotlight for some stuff because you know we did some really cool we did some really good stuff really good strides last year so we're going to take a we're going to take a couple cheap plugs for ourselves in this episode if we get some cheap heat for it it is what it is what's blue line got in store for 2023 so we're looking at some possible upgrades and updates to the skid units that we sell uh, as well as the trailer units there's some stuff that we'll we'll put out we need to r&d at first make sure that we like how it turns out but uh We'll put it out as it comes through. We're also looking at uh, possibly expanding to sell other things other than just the skids and the, the pressure washer plates and that kind of stuff. We are considering putting the pressure washers together and, and selling them as a, a whole unit instead of a whole skid setup. There's some other things that we're I'm working on. I've been feverishly working on since December. Probably two weeks before Christmas is when I brought it to you. That's something that we want to try to get involved in and help out with, but I can't really say what it is until after we get the final approvals from. We got to make sure all of our legal hurdles are are taken care of, and we get the blessings from the power to be. Yeah, all the all the proper paperwork has to be in, and I just checked my email right before we started this episode to see. If I was able to announce it so, yet or not. You got to stand by for that. It'll be on the, we'll yeah. put it on the Facebook and we'll do a YouTube video and, yeah. and announce it on the podcast. So yeah, we'll announce all that then as soon as, as soon as we can announce it, we will. But there's a lot of exciting things that we're working on for this year uh, that we're going to announce throughout. Hopefully most of those announcements will be made by March, maybe even sooner than that. We'll yeah, see. Doing a couple different uh, add-ons this year yeah. for regular, regular wash services. So uh, if you're interested in something like that, stay tuned. We're going to put more out as as those become available and as we get closer to the wash season. Yeah, and just so just so that you guys are aware, there's going to be a lot more how-to videos on the YouTube channel as well as discussion videos about equipment and getting started in your pressure washing business, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have we're going to have all that out there for you guys this year. Uh, our first how-to video of 2023 actually dropped uh, today. Uh, at just before recording this, which is uh, what we're Feb- February. We're no, not. We're not, we're not there yet. January twentieth. So that's that's on using Marcate as your CRM. That that video dropped earlier. So make sure you go check it out. If you're not using the, using the CRM, you need to be. Check us out on YouTube. Give us a like. Subscribe. Notificate. Uh, click the notification bell. Yeah. And leave us your thoughts and comments. We 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 appreciate those and we read all those. Well, so our, our company theme for 2023 is going to be workplace safety, right? Yes. Safety so, is one of the big goals this year. That, that's going to be our main topic for discussion today is, is talking about some workplace safety stuff. We're going to take a real quick break. We're going to let Jim pay some bills. Uh, we'll be right back with you here in a little bit. Uh, welcome back, everybody. As, uh, as we went on break here, it was just pointed out to me that jen is paying a lot of bills so <laughs> apparently apparently every break she's paying some bills i'll tell you if any of you uh out there have experience owning a small business there's a lot of bills to pay yeah it's expensive so it's, it's not cheap so but it's worth it because i don't answer to nobody 
I'm going to maintain the fact she's paying the bills and we're we're good to go. So. Yeah. 2023 workplace safety, right? As we discussed earlier, uh, whether whether it's working from a ladder, a roof, uh, climbing up and down off of the rig on the truck, or just spraying chemical, uh, it's so very easy to get in a hurry, make a mistake that could end up costing you time, money, or personnel safety, right? Yep. Safety is the utmost importance at our company, uh, for us, for our employees, for our customers. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of time, go into some safety stuff. You got some stats to share. Yeah, and guys, I know this is a dry subject, but just stay with it and listen to it. And if you don't take anything away from this podcast at all, take something from this episode because the job's not worth your life. No dollar amount is worth your life. Take that extra time to be safe. So just on average in the U.S., 164,000 people visit the ER a year for ladder-related falls injuries. 300 people die per year falling off a ladder just from falling off of it no other cause they fell off the ladder got 111 people died falling off of roofs in 2020 which was up by 15 percent from 2019 i do not have 2021 or 2022 stats unfortunately i couldn't find them and then we have the overhead lines and this is just stats with with ladders it doesn't include your water-fed poles or anything else that you guys may be putting up there next to those power lines that are attached to the to the side of the house uh, or even that are close by the house. We have 89 deaths involving ladders and power lines. 81 of those are from touching the lines with a ladder. Eight of them are from standing on the ladder and touching the line either with your hand, your shoulder, your head, something. And I personally have witnessed a death of a young man uh, from touching a ladder to a power line when I was working at the police department. And it is not a pretty picture, guys, and you don't want to be that person that falls into one of these statistics. So watch what you're doing and be careful with those ladders on your roofs. Use your PPE, your fall protection, make your ladder stabilizers, your leg levelers. I know that stuff's expensive, but put it on your ladders and be safe. Being an aviator, I, you know, I look at NTSB reports. Um, I know we're, we're uh, equating apples to oranges, but I, I look at NTSB reports of aircraft accidents. And of all, almost the, one of the most common thing among all of the aircraft accidents talking commercial aviation, is accidents occur because somebody has decided to skimp on some portion of the in the process. Yeah. So that, that crash has led to because somebody has had a budget cut or a personnel cut or a lack of training at some point. It, it's very easy for a small business owner to say, uh, why, I can't afford a resting gear. I can't afford uh, fall protection. I can't afford, you know, bull rings on my ladder, stuff like that. But I look at it as uh, bigger picture stuff. I would much rather you spend that extra money on that PPE because yeah. say you're saving 300 bucks in PPE, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's 300 bucks. That's not That PPE is not going to make you money now, but what's the cost if you go out there without that PPE and you fall off a ladder and you jack your shoulder up and you can't work for four hours, four months out of the wash season or you break your, or you break your back or your neck and you can't work at all. Then what's that overall cost compared to what you could have spent to, Absolutely. The the cost of your emergency room visit, the cost of your hospital stay, the surgeons, uh, all that stuff, That that's what that $300 prevents. And I'll tell you another thing that, that is not being done nearly as much is inspections. Inspect your ladders. Inspect your equipment. Those of you with fiberglass ladders, make sure there's no cracks. Uh, inspect your, your aluminum ladders. Make sure there's no breaks or cracks in the aluminum, especially near the rungs. If you see cracks in your ladders, they're done. Get rid of them. 
get you another ladder. I know it's expensive, but it's cheaper than that hospital bill. Taking care of your equipment. Your PPE is part of your equipment, right? Mm-hmm. You should be checking your PPE every time you step out the door, just like you check your rig. When you when you're pre-flighting your rig to go to a job to making making sure your you know your level your your liquid levels are good to make sure your hoses are good to make sure your connections are good you know you've got all the wands you you got everything you need for the job you should be pulling your PP out and you should be knowing if you need it okay right if you know you're going to do a house wash the morning before you leave for the job you should be checking climbing gear you should be checking your rest gear your your ladders you should be taking a, a once over of that that stuff. Yeah, everything needs to be checked, and even your chemicals. You, if you're putting your chemicals into another container, that container needs labeled, not only for the OSHA standpoint of it, you know, with your employees, but uh, so that you know what's in there, so you don't accidentally mix chemicals together. Uh, how many people die every year from accidentally mixing uh, cleaning chemicals together in their kitchen or their bathroom, and the noxious fumes come from that and, and yeah. kill the person? Uh, and even just you know regular PPE, your respirators, especially doing roof jobs. I know I know they're hot. I know they're uncomfortable. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. But you got to wear it. Uh, your eye protection, whether yep. it's sunglasses, regular glasses, uh, safety goggles, eye protection is important. Ninety uh, percent of all eye-related injuries from chemicals could have been prevented with proper eye protection. Just a pair of sun, just a pair of sunglasses. Well, not not really even chemicals. Uh, you, you nearly took one to the eye working in the shop. Yeah, uh, back back in the fall. Yeah, if I wasn't wearing eye protection, I would be missing an eye right now because that drill bit snapped in three places and hit me. One hit me directly in the glasses, and one just off to the side on my on my head. Yeah, and it was, you know, you were drilling something that we've drilled a hundred times. Yeah, things, no, things happen. Nothing at an angle. Nothing with with any torque. They, just the blade failed, and and had you not had had some protective glasses on, that would have been ugly. Yeah. I mean, things happen that we don't expect every day. Nobody expected eggs to be $13. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so things happen every day that we don't expect. And if you're not preparing yourself, and, and I know it seems I'm a tough guy. I can I can do this and not worry about it. My eyes are made of steel until that drill bit's sticking out of your eye. Yep. Um, or until you get that bleach in your eye. Or even ear protection, guys. Put some ear protection on. Well, I, I mean, can tell you this one firsthand. When you get a house wa- or a roof wash mix in your ear, that freaking sucks. <laughs> I never thought about that. Oh my goodness, does that burn? Well, I, I guarantee you that each one of every every individual that attributes to one of those statistics you just read off, I guarantee you if you asked each one of those individuals what they thought that morning, I guarantee you every one of them said that nothing's going to happen to me today. That's right. That, that's not going to happen to me. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. I've done this a thousand times. That's right. And they wound up a statistic, and they are just normal people like like you and I and, and our listeners. And we, We're all guilty of it. We all get that Superman syndrome. Nothing. You know, that's that's a terrible thing to see. You see it on Facebook, guys getting hurt. Man, I'm, I'm sorry. That's awful. I feel bad for you. Uh, but it'll never happen to me. Uh, it, it can it can happen to you really quick. And once it's happened, you can't undo it. But well, if you've got the proper PPE, you can at least mitigate your injuries. Well, I can tell I can tell you for a fact it wasn't a work-related injury. I've made fun of you for years for having your back go out. Yeah. And I tell you what, the first time the first time I threw my back out, uh, all I was doing was picking up a piece of wood out of the yard. And I'll tell you what, I won't I don't laugh at anybody anymore that that has backs that go out cuz that was <laughs> 
that was the right. least amount of fun I've had in many years. Yeah. You never know what could happen, so always be careful and be safe. But and and it just like we were saying, it just it takes a few extra seconds to yeah. make sure you're to make sure you're carrying your ladders correctly, to make sure you're you know setting up correctly. Walk in your property to see you know you you you're supposed to be walking your property anyway, right? To make sure to see what property protection you is absolutely to see what you know how you need to set up for the job to see what dangers and stuff there are. You should know when you if if you're going to to do a house wash or a roof wash. You you know what equipment you're going to need when you get there. You do your property walk, like you just said, to make sure that you have everything. You know where your gutters let out. You know where your sensitive plants are, your sensitive vegetation is for the SH. You know where all that stuff is. Take another second and game plan for your safety. Are there holes in the yard? Go, uh, go, f- go for holes, mole holes. Go for holes. Dogs, uh, certain breeds of dogs. Like I used to have purebred Siberian Huskies, and that's all them things know how to do is dig. Are there are there holes somewhere that you need to be aware of so that you're not getting in the groove out there washing and the next thing you know you broke your leg because you stepped in a hole that you should have been aware of was in your path. Yep. So you're going to walk your path. Make sure that you know your path around this house. And if you need to put a ladder down, know the safe places to put the ladder. Know where your leg leveler should be. How soft is the ground when you're putting the ladder in? That's something that nobody ever thinks about. If it's real muddy and the ground's real soft, how quickly can that ladder shift from one side to the next? And then once that thing starts going, I got news for you. Your ladder guy at the bottom's not catching that ladder. No. I don't care how strong you are. I got a brother that's three times the size of you and I combined. Yeah. And he'll tell you, he ain't catching that ladder if it starts going. Yep. You you can't. You just got to get out of the way and pray for the best because whoever's on top of that ladder is coming with it. Oh, 100%. I will will give the benefit to, to most of the people in the business. That they're doing their, their their due diligence, walking their property, you know, setting up for their setting up for their job, but they have that get done itis. Yes, we them. all have it. Well, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you got jobs stacked up for the day. I mean, it's the nature of the beast, right? You know, you're making sure you're getting your schedule knocked out, getting to the next job, making sure you're on time, all that different type of stuff. And everybody's doing that the the correct way. But why is safety always the one that's left out? And- you know. Every, in, ev- in every career, it's not just pressure washers. Every career field. Yeah. How when I first started at the police department, my vest that they issued me had expired ten years prior to them giving it to me. Yeah, I, I always ask the same question too. It's like, okay, you guys have hundreds of thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars into training me to be the most professional, the most educated, the most you know up to date police officer that you can find, but you're giving me a big lots brand piece of equipment. Right. You know, um, I always, I always question. It's like, you're going, and it's the same thing as a small business. Mm-hmm. You, you spend all this money paying your employees, making sure your employees have the right training, the right certifications, the right equipment to go the right, you know, you know, guys are spending $20,000 on pressure washing rigs. Yeah. You know, why are you not spending $200 on a piece of climbing equipment Yeah. or some rain gear for your guys or, or, you know, anti-slip boots or any of that stuff. It just it just boggles my it, mind. It it blows me away sometimes. And injuries happen quick. If you have your employee out there and you're skimping on your OSHA stuff or on your your safety equipment, and OSHA happens to go by, well, that three hundred dollar leg leveler and bullhorn that you didn't buy for that's your ladder, not your rear end just turned into a five thousand dollar OSHA fine. Yeah, yeah. We weren't even go. I wasn't even thinking down that route. I was, you know, just thinking of 
you know, taking care of yourself. Now you're starting to talk about legal fines. Yeah, it gets you in a lot of trouble. Because I, I guarantee you OSHA's going to have an interest if they come out by a house and you're up on a roof without climbing gear. Uh, yeah, they're going to come. They're going to have a conversation with somebody, and somebody better come up off that roof real quick. Yeah. And if you're not the owner and you're an employee, then OSHA's going to be real upset. And they're not going to be upset with the employee. They're going to be upset with you. It's your responsibility as the owner to make sure that your employees are doing the right thing. So on that note, if you have all the safety gear in in question and you don't enforce your policies and you don't have clear written policies, I spent probably three months writing safety policies for our company and double-checking them with legal and making sure that everything that was in them was correct and up to date and I constantly review OSHA standards and make sure that we're up to date so if you're not enforcing your safety procedures with your employees and they go up there and do something unsafe that comes back on you I'm the first to admit I hate wearing rubber gloves I hate wearing insulated gloves I hate wearing ear and and uh, respiratory protection that you just need to do you need to get in a habit of being uncomfortable how much do you like you I like me a whole lot more than many other people do. (laughs) (laughs) If you like yourself, you need to be wearing that stuff because you won't be you if you're not. It it doesn't, it's uh, long-term effects. I pulled this up earlier. Switch the screen to it. So long-term effects to sodium hypochlorite bleach. It uh, can cause irritation of the eyes and skin, respiratory, gastrointestinal tract. That sounds unpleasant. Yeah. What does it come from? It doesn't come from the liquid itself. It comes from the noxious fumes released by the liquid. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll share a little experience with you. When I was younger, growing up, mom and dad, mom and dad have an above ground pool, right? Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, always helped dad upkeep the pool, you know, chemicals and stuff like that. One day he, I, I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe 14, somewhere 14, 15. I should have known better, but I wasn't paying any attention. So all of the chlorine tabs yep. that come in the bucket. I wasn't paying any attention, and I just I opened the bucket right there up in my face and took a giant gasp of that chlor. I thought I was going to die. I literally could not get air for a good 30 to 40 seconds yeah. um, before I felt like I was going to pass out and finally got air back into me. And that was just from one gasp out of the bucket of yeah. your pl- pure chlorine. Go up there and shoot that, that uh, 6% mix or that 5% mix onto a hot asphalt roof in July and... Watch the watch the the liquid turn to to an aerosol gas in seconds, and do that without your respirator on one time, and the likelihood of you coming off that ladder is pretty good. Yeah, because if you pass out while you're standing on that ladder, or you pass out while you're standing on that roof, and somebody's going down, and if you're not wearing fall protection, you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, I mean, we you know we just finished that enclosed the uh, built rebuilt that enclosed trailer. And we did the run, you know, I did, I did the rhino lining spraying mm-hmm. for the floor in there or the Raptor lining. And, um, I could tell you, I had the respirator on and inside that closed trailer, I could still smell the fumes yeah. coming through that respirator. I had to come out a couple of times just to make sure I was getting clean, <laughs> you know, some yeah. clean air. But yeah, if you're not paying attention to that stuff it, and it's little stuff, it'll just sneak up and get you and that'll yeah. cause a huge problem. Once it's got you, it's got you. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, oh boy. There's, there's no... There's no mulligans. This isn't this isn't Madden 2006. Yeah, you can't hit the mulligan. rewind. <laughs> we had that mulligan feature. Everybody used to love that thing. Throw an interception. Nah, it's all right. Mulligan. Yep. Uh, you don't get those in real life. No, and and you know if you're if, if you're running your business to support your family to pay your bills, there goes every there you know there goes everything. There, there goes the house. There goes the cars. 
you know, there goes the groceries. Let's talk about putting food in your family's table. Yeah. There it goes. If you're down and you're the sole owner for your family as a sole business as a as a business owner and you're down and your business is down because you're down, money dries up and the bank don't care. Yeah, no, the bill collectors are still going they're still gonna want their money. They're still coming, they're still knocking. And guess what? And and then on the back side of that, you know, who's uh getting your customers? Yeah. So now all of your competition is is picking up your customers that you can't fulfill jobs to, or you're subcontracting them out. Do you get them back? Do you not? You don't. You know. You don't know. Hard, hard to say. So um, because it, it's not always about I mean, our customers love love us to death. They absolutely love us. It's not always about how much they like you. It's, it's sometimes it's about just business. Who's, who's the last person they got? Let's stick with the last person we got. Yep. It happens a lot. I mean, look how people vote. You know, yeah. pe- people vote just based on, oh, I know that name. Yeah. You know, I've, I recognize that name from the paper or, or I voted for that person before or they went to my church or, you know, yeah. name recognition. It's, a, it's the same way with companies. Yep. You know, why do people order from, the you know, order supplies or order products from the same company? Because they did me right. They gave me a fair price, you know. Yep. It's, it's the same way with your businesses. Absolutely. We'll dive a little bit more into safety and the policy. So what recommendations do you have for, for small business owners out there that, I mean, should you write a policy? Should you write safety manuals? Should you write, you know, because I've, I've heard, I've heard you know, on some of the, the forums and some of the pressure washing groups out there say, well, I've got safety data sheets. You know, I've got MSDSs on the truck. Uh, you know, why do I need to write my own company manuals? You know, I'm protected by OSHA regulations. Why do I need my own set of? Well, OSHA is not going to protect you. But OSHA's OSHA's big gov- OSHA's, OSHA's government. So OSHA is they're going to, and it's their job to protect your employees from you. Yeah, it's not their job to protect you. Your insurance company. Something goes sideways, they're going to want to have a look at that safety manual to make sure that you were doing things that you were supposed to be doing. Yeah, I mean, because the insurance company they don't make money by willingly paying out. No, they're going to want to look look at your safety manual. If you have a legitimate business with an LLC, a sole proprietorship, C-Corp, S-Corp, whatever you guys decide to, to label your business as, that's one of the first orders of business is getting you a good safety manual, whether you pay an attorney to do it, whether you do all the research and learn how to write it yourself, whether you use one of the templates online. There's all there's no reason not to have one. There's too many resources out there to help you either write it or to get it written for you at a reasonable cost that there's not an excuse not to have one. You don't have to go pay tens of thousands of dollars to no. for an attorney to write you up a, a 500-page legal document. No, and you don't even have to go to some of these other companies. I, I promise you, at no point will Blue Line Pressure Washing LLC ever try to sell you our manuals or our policies or any of that stuff. You don't need to go to some of these other pressure washing companies out there that sell you a safety manual, an operations manual. You can write those things. If you want to buy one of their products and shortcut it, go for it. And but I'm just also saying. also recognize that those manuals, like our manual, for example, our manuals are written specific for how we operate, yeah. where we operate. You know, a, a safety manual that we write for Eastern Pan and West Virginia is probably not going to be beneficial for somebody who's in Southern Georgia no. or somebody who's in Northern Minnesota. Now, there's going to be different laws that you know from the state there's federal mandates and federal statutes that govern safety manuals but there's also your local laws and regulations that govern them 
and you need to make sure whatever you write falls within there. And here, here is a key piece of information that I will give you. Make sure that you put in that manual that if one section is deemed to be unenforceable by your local authorities, that does not render the rest of the document useless. That's something that needs to be in there. That's a key part so that it doesn't render your entire manual useless. Yeah, good. I didn't, I didn't think about that. But we don't want to keep beating a dead horse. We don't want to doom and gloom anybody. But no, it's a guys, wonderful just, industry to get into. And no, just, just as far as safety, you know. Yeah. You know, saying accidents are going to happen and bad stuff's going to happen. It might, it might not. Yeah. The, the chances of it happening are extremely less if you follow your protocols, yeah. you wear your PPE. You know, could you do absolutely everything correct and everything by the book and still have an accident? Absolutely, absolutely you can. Absolutely you can. But you're mitigating your risk. You're mitigating your circumstances by abiding by your policies, abiding by your, your PPE, your your OSHA, your OSHA regulations, your MSDS. Yep. Train your Training. employees. Train your employees. And enfor- safety, yep. safety meetings. Safety meetings and enforce. Yes. Uh, you got to have enforcement. You just say, hey, where your you know where your app protection's not enough. If you've got if you've got employees out there that are continually committing infractions, you're got to have a conversation at some point to say, do you you know? And I know that those conversations aren't easy. I know that a lot of people aren't confrontational. I mean, you take you and I, for example, we will get into a confrontation with anybody. That's what we were paid to do for 11 years, yeah. was just put ourselves in, in front of danger for other people. Uh, but even even us, I still hate, if I like a person, I still hate having to be that bad guy that comes down and, and drops a hammer on you. For, I don't want to climb in, I don't want to climb in somebody's ass, if, you know. Nah. But guess what? If it comes down to, hey, you're putting our company you're putting my ownership, your ownership, you're putting all of that at stake, our reputation, Yeah. then yeah, we're going to climb in your ass. I, I mean, would, it is what it is. I would much rather climb all over Evan for violating a policy than go knock on his mom's door. Because something happened. Because something bad happened. Yeah. Because I didn't enforce the policy. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I, I have a sneaking suspicion she's going to come up out of that house after me if she finds out it's my fault that you wasn't doing something. As she rightfully should. At, yeah, it's exactly. I mean, because that's the responsibility do. you take as a business owner. If you have employees, that's... you're responsible for you know you're responsible right. for them when they step out in your in your shirt in your truck under your insurance. You, it's your responsibility to make sure that they're doing stuff the right way and they're safe. Absolutely. Well, you got anything else to add to that? No, I think I've pretty much depressed everybody as much as I wanted to for one day. <laughs> we don't, and that, that's not our aim goal. But we just want everybody just just to take an extra, take an extra, you know, three minutes at the at the beginning of your day. Take it's, a look at what you're doing for it. the day. Yeah, it's worth it. Just do you're it. not gonna you're not gonna put yourself behind by taking an extra minute on each job to make sure you're safe. That's right. So just be safe out there. Watch what you're doing. Pay attention. Pick your head up and look around. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> pick your head up and look. Just look around. Just take a look around, and, and you'd be amazed what you see out there. Don't be like that guy on that, that commercial. I can't remember which one it is. That dude on the cell phone. Y'all seen that one recently? He's walking around. He's got his, just buried his head in his cell phone. He's walking past people. A door shuts on a handicapped person behind oh. him because he's looking at his phone. He walks right out in traffic. Or there's Pokemon. Oh, guys. yeah. You remember oh, how many people goodness. were falling off of cliffs and walking into traffic because that stupid Pokemon game? That night that game released, I was on midnight shift. I've never cussed so many times That's in my life. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people just walk right out in front of my car. 
I'm looking for Pikachu. And that idiot that jumped to the, the fence at the federal courthouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because Pikachu was in the back parking lot of that. I said, you just risked getting placed in a federal penitentiary for breaking into a federal I hope Bul- building. I hope Bulbasaur was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. Yeah. Well, we're going to take our we're going to take our our next break here. We'll be back with you in a little bit. All right, and we're back here. Uh, I know like we said earlier, you know, we want to take a little bit of time to uh, prop up everyone we deal with or buy from or um, have done business with give everybody a little bit of love but you know we're, we're going to take a, a cheap pop here and be a little bit of selfish so what do we have in store today for that blue line product spotlight today we're going to spotlight one of our own products which is the single blend elite pressure washing skid we sell this unit for starting out at twelve thousand. that comes with a four gallon a minute pump uh, remote downstream injector Soft wash pump that is 5.5 gallons a minute. Comes with your blend manifold, your water, your SH, and your surfactant tanks. Stainless steel, or I'm sorry, aluminum hose reels with stainless steel internals. All the plumbing, turnkey, show up to my shop, pick it up, go out and make money with it that day. Uh, You can upgrade it to the 6.8 gallon a minute pump. And Justin's over here dying, don't mind him. That's what happens. Listen, folks, that's what happens when you're trying to do a podcast or a video or something and try to sneak in a cheese fry like you couldn't have waited another <laughs> Almost 40- choked to death on cheese fry. <laughs> like you couldn't have waited another 45 seconds for a cheese fry. <laughs> so you can't get the 6.8 gallon a minute uh, upgrade. Yeah, this episode's going off the rails. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what... That's ridiculous. That's why we don't have food on the air. <laughs> You're just talking about safety. Chewing's part. You should chew before you swallow your food. Oh, my golly. All right, go back. Go ahead. The single blend elite. Single blend elite. Uh, upgrade it to the 6.8-gallon-minute pressure washer pump. Uh, that is an Allison pump, which is a pretty solid gear-driven unit. We try to avoid belt-driven, especially with uh, newer guys getting in. Uh, some guys not mechanically inclined. Belt-driven's high-maintenance. Gear drive is not anywhere near as high-maintenance, and they, they hold up just as well. So with that unit, you have the capability of soft-washing, the capability of downstreaming, and the capabil- capability of pressure-washing. Uh, so <clears throat> with the remote downstream injector, you can get uh, several hundred feet away from the the unit and the remote still works switch quickly from soap to uh, fresh water for your rinse i think that's about all i can really say about it aluminum frame stainless steel bolts everything that we use on this unit is built to last and designed to make sure that you get the most corrosive resistance that we can give you pressure washing fields a high maintenance field okay you're going to have to do maintain this equipment just like you would anything else your check valves are only going to last for about a year to 18 months. O-rings. O-rings. You keep a stack of them things. I don't care if you buy it from me, if you buy it from any other provider out there. You're going to blow O-rings. You're going to pop hoses. Things are going to happen. But we build it the as friendly, as user-friendly as, as can possibly be with efficiency in mind and ease of maintenance in mind. And also... Um... You know, one thing that we do offer that 
you know, some of the other companies that do builds, and they do just as good of a job. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the equipment, honestly, is really very similar all the way across the industry. There's not there, – there's minor um, techniques right, and, and minor structural differences and minor design differences, but – Really, the functionality is pretty much the same across the yeah. across the industry. Um, so, no matter where you go, you're going to get really the same function. It's it's about how efficient you want it, right. about how you want it to look, how the design is. But one thing that we do offer uh, is uh, we make sure everybody walks away from the shop knowing how to use their unit. You know, there's a lot of places you can go buy a unit, go and go pick it up, and that's the end of your 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 transaction. Yeah, and, and we don't. You know, when you come to get our get the unit from us we we're going to train you and how to use the unit we're going to we're going to go over how you soft wash how you downstream all that stuff with you you're going to get some good training when you come pick it up but that's you know we don't sell training as a individually wrapped item we don't just do the training the training comes with the equipment and we're going to make sure that you know where everything is on that unit and then when you leave and you get home and you start playing with it and you forgot something that we talked about you can pick your phone up and contact us, and we're going to stay. We're going to talk to you and make sure that you get where you need to be. We have countless, countless clients that that we could point you at uh, that are, that would be happy to speak as a reference for us about uh, how often they've called me uh, or called you when they've picked a unit up and needed. Hey, how do I wash this substrate? I want to do this. What do I need to set my machines at? All that stuff, and and we walk them through everything. Guys really appreciate that, it seems. So yeah. that, that's something that we offer as well. Uh, and, and kind of on top of that, I think that's kind of what our focus for 2023 and our YouTube videos are going to be. Is yeah. a lot of our questions that we have got from, you know, our previous customers. And, you know, we we, we don't have former customers. No. You know, we have, we, have, we have customers and we have previous customers. We're going to try to put a bunch of those small little, you know, two, three, four minute YouTube videos up to show you. Yeah how to do the little simple stuff that we get phone calls for, how to clear an air bubble or, you know, how to winterize your, your rig or, yeah. you know, how to prime your pump, you know, just stuff like that. Well, and the, the winterizing the rig, I'm glad you said that because that is one of the, the solutions that we're working on in the shop on the new units is to streamline the winterization process. So stay tuned for that here soon. And actually, you know, speaking of our willingness to help you once you've picked your unit up, it's not the transaction's over, we're done with you. That's kind of what we've always been. You know, we didn't get into law enforcement for the amount of money that they paid us. That's for sure, because we didn't get paid jack. We genuinely like helping people, especially good people. Yeah, so, we want to see people succeed. And yeah. and we're going we're gonna to prod our guest for next week uh, on uh, whether or not we're helpful or not. We'll see how honest he is with we'll you see. guys. So, but if you guys are inter- in, interested in just checking out some more uh, fact sheets and, and checking out the uh, the single blend elite, bluelinepressurewashing.com, uh, go on there, go to the equipment page, and uh, you'll be able to find the single the single blend elite. Yeah, so the website you're going to want is actually bluelinepressurewashingequipment.com, and that'll take you to our equipment sales page with all of our equipment that's on there. Yep. You got anything else? Plug in the, the single blend elite? Uh, no, I believe that's about it. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll be back here very shortly. Uh, we got a couple. I got a couple questions on the mailbox for you. We'll get those answered, and uh, we'll get in a preview of next week. Sounds good. All right, we're back off our last break here, 
And uh, we're going to get into that mailbag. Uh, Eddie, I got a couple questions from you. And um, these were kind of pulled off of uh, uh, some random questions I saw in some of the pressure washing groups out there that weren't getting weren't getting really answered or they were you know getting negative comments or something like that so okay i'll shoot the first one at you here michael from georgia all right he asks i'm trying to launch my business in 2023 he's fairly new to pressure washing fairly new to the industry uh what's some of the biggest tips that you can give to him as a beginner in this industry just getting started so you're going to hear a lot of opinions on this. You're going to hear you need to go out and spend all of your startup capital on equipment. You're going to hear go out and spend all of your startup capital on marketing and get minimum equipment. Now, let me tell you, I've, the very first house wash I ever did for money was with a pump-up sprayer and a garden hose. You can do it without the equipment. One thing that I will say is if you have a $10,000 budget to start your, your business with and you want to get some equipment, go with you know, one of one of the reputable builders, reputable builders, us or one of the other guys, and finance your equipment through click lease or afterpay or whoever it is that they use. Spread your payments out a little bit, and then use that other money that you have. You know, your your ten thousand dollar startup budget for your legal fees, your advertising, your marketing, and customer acquisition. Also, if you're especially if this is your first business or you're just starting running a business. Read some books on business. Profit First is a good one. Uh, read some sales books if you need to. If you're not a good salesman, go out and read some sales books. Budget your money wisely. And when a guy tells you you need eight gallons a minute minimum, no. Eight gallons a minute would be awesome, but you don't need it. Pump-up sprayer and a garden hose can will do if you need to. Uh, but leverage things like the financing. Like We actually just had uh, our reps from ClickLease in here the other day, and we were discussing this. Uh, with them leverage financing use that talk to your cpa i cannot tell you that it is definitely for sure a tax write-off but it's a tax write-off after you talk to your cpa for those payments if you don't want to make payments on it for three years for two years for four years whatever pay it off sooner but don't blow your startup capital on equipment leverage lending companies and get get your equipment squared away but keep most of your original startup capital for your marketing and customer acquisition. Well, I think one that you hit on one of the biggest keys there that you know was huge for me was education. Yeah. Like if you're not a big reader, okay, I get it. There's resources out there for you to go find. And I don't, and by resources, I don't mean these, you know, the Facebook groups and the self-help groups and stuff like that. Don't, don't go on these groups <laughs> and just ask all your questions there. Cause you're going to get more opinions and facts cause, because. And hateful negative comments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because different thing works, you know, what worked for us might not work for you. Right. You know, what, what has worked for some of these other companies doesn't work for us, you know. So you have to find what works for you, what area you're in. But the biggest right. thing is learn your product first. Yes. Learn the industry. Learn your product. YouTube University. Yeah. Go on, do your research, do your reading, know what you're talking about, know what you're doing and right. how how to do it. And the rest will take care of itself. Absolutely. Camel Dean from Ohio asks, what's the biggest pain point that you've faced so far? Uh, biggest pain point so far in this business was not following the advice I just gave in the first, from the first question, because I was new and didn't know what, you know, what I was doing. I didn't have anybody to mentor or guide me, which is part of the reason that we've started this podcast, that we have the YouTube channel, uh, that we have the, the open lines of communications with our customers and even some competitors in the area. 
to help them. Not knowing what I was doing when I got into it as far as how to run the actual business. The spraying the water part of the business, that's the easy part. Uh, and sure, it gets hot and your shoulders burn after you've reeled that hose up for the fourth time that day. But the administrative side of business, that's your pain point. If you're not doing your due diligence and learning how to do it and budgeting your money properly, then you run into, especially in this industry, we're a seasonal industry. Most of us aren't out here washing houses in January, February in the middle of the country, northern part of the country. Those of you down in Florida, love you guys. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina. (laughs) Love you guys, but you suck because (laughs) it is currently like 30 degrees outside here. Yeah. So plan accordingly. Have a good business plan in place before you... You jump in head and feet and then get yourself in a bunch of trouble that you have to bust your rear end like I did in 2019 and the beginning of 2020 to make enough money to to do that marketing and customer yeah. acquisition. There's nothing more frustrating as a business owner knowing you've worked yourself to the bone all summer long yeah. and have nothing to show for it when November comes around. Absolutely. You know, because because you don't have stuff prioritized right or you know you're 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 adjusting this or adjusting that absolutely and i tell you, i don't know if i don't think it was on his question but i've seen similar questions on those facebook groups and that there are times i'll be down here in the office and i'll be working and i'll take a minute and look at some of the facebook groups and i'll look look just look at some of the answers to the questions and i will get so mad at the answers that people give that i just have to put the phone down and get up and walk away cuz i'm it it is ridiculous the things that these people say to each other yeah if you're not doing this you're not doing it right if you're not doing this you don't know what you're doing and i'm I'm talking brand new guys who are new members to the group that are new members to the industry and they're giving advice that it's just like have you lost your mind yeah it's like we we should be you know supporting each other and and making sure each other's succeeding and not well and and us as equipment vendors and washers we make our money when you buy our units and we encourage you to buy our units. We encourage you to not buy our units outright and to leverage the leasing option. Uh, you know, get the loan from Click Lease, buy the equipment, pay it back over time, write it off on your taxes, and use your capital for marketing and customer acquisition because there's nothing more frustrating than having a $20,000 unit and not having any customers to use that unit on. And if you don't have money for marketing, word of mouth is good. But only get you Knocking so far. Knocking on doors is good. But if you don't have the money to get your marketing out there and get your website going, your SEO going, uh, your Facebook ads going, your if you're going to hire a marketing company, make sure you hire a good one. Don't waste your money. And don't go on those Facebook groups and see this guy that says he'll make you a logo or see this guy that says he can get you that your phone ringing or, or your leads going, if he's advertising in those Facebook groups that he can make you a logo or he can get your phone ringing, then why isn't his phone already ringing? Okay, yeah. it's not... We advertise on Facebook and that those kind of things. We don't plant ourselves. I bet you you could probably count on one hand how many times we've recommended ourselves in those Facebook groups. Yeah. Um, that's not the way to do it. So if they're in those Facebook groups begging you to spend their money with them, don't spend your money with them unless you vet them properly. Yeah, that sounds probably about the, the best piece of advice there. I think we covered this a little bit earlier, but Hudson from Texas, he asked, what is our biggest goal for the company this year? Growth. We want to grow. Yeah, every, we, we've got a couple other plans. Like I said, we can't talk about it yet, but yeah. um, 
but yeah, we have plans. We have plans for growth, and just like you've said numerous times on the last couple episodes, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. If you're not having, if you're not making efforts to grow. Goal goal number one every year should be to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, and all there is to it. And you don't have to grow by leaps and bounds. No. But incremental increases every year, and then if you, just like everything else in life, you achieve small goals, small achievable, measurable goals. Eventually, your large goals are going to fall, and you're not even, you know, realizing it. You won't know it. You'll you'll be sitting at your desk running your numbers and realize, holy crap, I blew my my goals out of the water. Yeah. Set achievable goals. Well, and that's the other thing. Set goals. Yeah. Write them down. Make them measurable. Make them tangible. It's January. What's your New Year's resolution? You should always make one. You should always set a goal for yourself. Our goal, our resolution every year is grow. Yep. Increase by at least this many percent and continue to go from there. Yeah, that's all you can do. Well, it sounds like we got our plate, you know, we got a lot on our plate for 2023. Um, We want to wish nothing but the best to our listeners, to our our customers, to our future customers. And we we want the best for our competitors too. Um, You know, we want, we want us to succeed, but we also want the industry to succeed. Right. Right. So uh, we want to wish everybody the best. Well, and don't forget to check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Blue Line Pressure Washing. If you have a question and want us to answer it on the air, drop us a line at justin at bluelinepressurewashingllc.com or you can leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash bluelinepwllc. Again, it's 2023 New Year. We want to thank everybody for who tuned in last year and has supported us so far. We greatly appreciate that. Um, next episode, we're going to welcome in another guest, Stephen Hadley uh, from the Martinsburg area, from the local area here. Uh, he's an up-and-comer in the local industry. Um, he helps us out from time to time um, doing small stuff. We you know, we throw him throw him some business every now and then, so we know he's doing stuff the right way. We, we trust what he's trying to do. So he's going to be on with us next week. Um, until next time on The Wash, stay safe, stay dry, stay clean. We'll see you.